Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. Here we are on a Sunday night, getting ready to do the first show of the week. A lot going on. You and I. Uh, one thing happened this week was extremely funny. We'll get into. Uh, we'll get into later on. They just happened to be uh, at the same time, but we weren't together. But it was fucking hilarious. It made my entire week. Yeah, uh, it's great. Uh, what day was that? That was Friday? Friday. Friday, I went to a late lunch, and Friday was the day that Fernando Tatis Jr. was done for the year. And don't ask me why. Listen, individually, as a guy, I love Coach Quintero. That's the most boring fucking show in the history of mankind. 97.3 is the home for boring radio. That should be their fucking motto. <laughs> hey, should go by. hey, are you having too much fun in your day? Do you need to slow shit down? That's us. 97.3, the fan. Home of boring radio. Holy fuck. <laughs> so, uh... So maybe I was just trying to chill out a little bit, and I don't have a wave machine in my car, but I have the coach. And this fucking knothead goes on the radio after Tatis uh, was out for the year. And this fucking guy says, hey, you know, the other day I made what I felt was a legitimate question, wondering if he's injury prone. And then I had people questioning. I had one guy hit me up and say I was a moron, and I just start laughing in my car. <laughs> ah! And then I have people telling me that I'm too negative. I didn't feel like I was too negative. I just felt like I was asking a question. I'm like, this fucking guy, I've known him for 25 fucking years, and he's as dumb and fucking clueless today as he's ever been. I fucking love the guy, but holy shit. Read the last fucking line, kid. The line says, here's the fucking tweet. He puts out, and I'll get into fucking Tatis being injury prone. I'm sick of this shit, too. Uh, all this fucking bullshit that we've seen in three days about this fucking guy. Um, Coach puts out a very, it's a perfectly worded quote uh, tweet, which was just, hey, I'm wondering with three injuries in basically 12 months, is the guy injury prone? To me, all I look at is, this is a chance to push his buttons because he went to Torrey Pines. So I just write, whoa, of course, if I'll give you even money, I said. Yeah. That anything negative on Twitter is written from a guy from Torrey Pines. <laughs> That's it. I went to San Diego. We hate Torrey. That's it. I didn't sincerely believe the nicest guy in San Diego, Coach Quintera, is negative. I was fucking around. Jesus Christ, this guy takes everything said as a belt-high fastball. Calm the fuck down, Pops. <laughs> Wait, you didn't finish what he said on the radio. So then, he, yeah, well, he said, uh, yeah. And so then somebody jumped in and called him a moron. I, I don't think any of our guys did. They just got sick of his shit. And then Coach says, hey, you know, I'm a guy. And I have feelings. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He said, I'm a talk show host and I have feelings. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. So I immediately am like, I got to find my phone. And Hold come. on. How, how hard are you laughing out loud? I'm dying. Me too. I'm dying. But there's a part of me where I'm like, I don't want his feelings hurt. Oh, I'm come just, on. Well, you're I'm, in the wrong fucking business. Yeah, I'm just I'm fucking sorry. around. It's a San Diego Tory thing. Get the fucking joke. Okay, here's the deal. Am yeah. I wrong on this when I say the people who are the most sensitive guys in this town? Yeah, are Tory guys? Well, here we go. I'll just not even go Poser. in order. Woods. 
Well, he's not a Tory guy. No, I'm saying most sensitive guys. Woods. Mm. Okay. Come on. Steve Woods is, reacts to everything. Well, he reacts to everything, but I think he, I would say for Steve, I, I wouldn't call Steve sensitive. I would. I would say it's, <laughs> I would say it's easy to get a rise out of Steve. Costa. Uh, well, Costa just blocks everybody, so that, that may be... That means he's sensitive. Yeah. It means he can't take anything. Mike Pomerantz? Oh, yeah. Shockingly, yeah. Yep. Just a drag, yes. And now Kintera falls into that group. Well, can, yeah, Kintera's always been in that group. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, but you can't go on public radio and be sensitive. And if you're Mike Pomerantz, you have a resume that is insanely impressive. Right. There's no reason for you to be sensitive. Right. And yeah. you never fuck up. Mike Pomerantz has never ever. fucked up ever. Ever. There'll be nine of ours yeah. in the next ten minutes. Dude, I, I'll tweet in five seconds and it'll be a fuck up. Um, yeah, that was it. The part of him saying he's got feelings. But I'm like... <laughs> the part of him like, This feelings. fucking guy. I didn't feel like Coach was negative. It was just... Busting balls. Exactly. That's my point. That's, That's what all you it do was. in sports. Right. Just busting balls. This whole balls. show is about busting balls. God damn. Can, uh, like, yeah. I, see, that's why I don't think Steve's sensitive. Steve, it's easy to get a rise out of. But but Steve's not, like. I didn't say sensitive like he's going to cry. I meant Steve is sensitive like he'll, he'll get fired up one way or another. Yeah, I just think he's yeah. got a quick trigger. Yeah. I think there's a difference between having a quick trigger and being sensitive. You don't think he gets his feelings hurt? I think Steve gets the joke. I don't think Coach gets the joke. Oh, I don't Steve think... definitely gets the joke. Yeah, so to me, that's the difference. But this is the other shit that I've seen the other couple of days about Tatis and being injury prone. Okay, last year he breaks his thumb sliding headfirst into third. Yep. I'm not really sure how that makes him injury prone. Well, did he have an injury? Well, yeah. Okay, that's did... one. Let's go. Keep going. All right. This year, pitcher hangs him out to fucking dry. With uh, with the throw at second base in, in D.C. Was that Strom? I don't know which pitcher hung him out to dry. If you look at his shoes, the rumor is he wasn't wearing baseball cleats, which they asked him to wear. And he had like tur- turf, turf, shoes turf shoes on. on. Turf shoes on. Dave, to me, the uh, the deal with the back the other day, when you see that, when I look at that, I go, they just, they're just looking at it going, if this team's in a pennant race, this kid's back September 15th, right? I have no idea. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, he's a young guy. He's the future of the franchise. I mean, right. he might be the future of the National League. Right. But I look at it the other day, and you go, all right. Uh, to me, it was kind of a, I mean, we don't know how bad the back is. Well, and, and it's serious. Obviously, everything's with the back, right? right. I mean, you're, everything you're going to do as a baseball player is your back. But for me, when I look at guys that are injury prone, it's the same injury over and over and over again. You do? I just look at guys that are injured all the time. They can't play. Your best ability is availability. Yeah. And he's not available for half the season. Yeah, I, I don't have any problems with it, 100%. He's injury prone right now. He has to prove he's not injury prone by playing a full season. Yeah, I think what they have to do, well, again, I'm not sure that he takes himself out or if the team takes him out. Well, it's a back injury. It's a hamstring injury. It's a broken thumb or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, but I'm saying with this one, when you look at what happened, uh, what they call it, a stress? He didn't break anything, No, right? it's a, I don't know, something with a bone in his back, and then you hear people say it's common. I've never seen anyone have it before. So when people say it's common for guys between 20 and 24, it seems crazy to me. Yeah. Who's I, the last player to have it? Um, Max Muncy. <laughs> you got it right now. Before him, Justin Turner. 
Then Trey, now, chill. Trey Turner is injury prone. When people Trey go, Turner look at, would be a guy. Yeah, 100%. If you can't play an entire season, at least at 140 out of 162, I'm sorry, but that's what the label is going to be until you prove you aren't. But here's the other shit that makes me crazy. Don't ask the guy to change the way he plays. Oh, I don't. Not at all. I love the way he plays, and so does everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, I don't know. I just think when you play baseball, shit happens. And when you play aggressive, shit happens. But I look at the things that, I mean, I don't think you you tell them stop sliding head first. You know, it's that's funny you said that. I, I always say you never slide head first in the first base mm-hmm. or catcher because right at home because the catcher's all like gear on. He can fuck yeah. you up pretty good if he drops a knee on you. Mm-hmm. When you uh, in first base, they say you prove and you get the first base faster if you just run through the damn bag. I have no idea, man. And when it comes to science on second and third, I'm a big. Mm-hmm. I believe going feet first because you've your fingers and people wear that oven mitt now, which yeah. guys continue to slide past the bag. They can't yeah. seem to grab the bag all of a sudden. Eric Burns, who a lot of people think he's a dope. You and I have MLB Network on right now. He's just on TV. He says you get to second base and third base faster, sliding head first. Again, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea why he would be the scientist to figure that one out. <laughs> right. But it, man bun. But, but it just seems like you have too much to lose sliding head first when yeah. everything in baseball is done with your hands. Uh, again, I wonder. I, I won't say I know because, yeah, you're right. I don't know. You don't know. But I wonder if he could have been back. If there's teams in the wild card. If they're in the race. Yeah. Yeah. If they're two or three games I, out. Yeah, but, but considering the fact they're not. It makes all the sense in the world to hold him out until he's 100% right, healthy. Right. Get him all the way healthy and, and get him ready to go. But I have to tell you, uh, when that happened on Friday, the air was completely taken out of the balloon for Padre baseball. And you said the other day that you were about out. And that yeah. usually puts you Darren said it on there on Friday, too. So yeah. So he'll never watch another game. Done. And they end up winning two out of three, which is really weird against yeah. a team that has to win. Yeah, against the Philly team. I don't think they know. I don't think they realize. Again, maybe I should say I wonder if they know. I wonder if they really truly understand how fickle a lot of people are towards them. I won't say majority or minority. I'll just say a lot of people are. Because they've been shit for so long. They really have to come out and play the hits in order to win this town over completely. And, man, if I'm them, maybe the argument is, wait a minute, we invested the money in the miners and Hosmer and Machado and blah, blah, blah. And we just took two out of three in Philly and we're going to Cincy. I got it. But we're still, you still got to keep dancing, right? You oh, still yeah. got to keep hustling if you're that team. I, to be honest with you, I watched all three games this weekend. Yeah? You know, I did. I mean, I'm not turning away from the Padres. And yeah, I, I pay for all the baseball games. I still watch every Padre game. I haven't missed a game this year. Yeah. And, and I still watch every single one. And, and it's not to sit there and just so I can jump on Twitter and rip guys. It's it's one because, I honestly, I want to see if there's progress. I want to see what Mejia's doing. Mejia's bat has gotten tremendously better. Yeah. The more he plays, the better he gets. And even though – Hedges had a crazy day today where he finally got in the lineup and went four for four. How about that fucking guy the other day yeah. saying with his skill set, he should be in the lineup every day? Honestly, I believe you got to get rid of him. Just for that comment right there, you got to yeah, get rid of him. It's kind of a douche move. It's a douche move on a, on a team that's struggling to stay out of last place, and you've never been more than a 205 hitter. Yeah. So you got you, you to gotta shut the fuck up. Yeah, you shut up. Yeah, I mean, really, it's a horrible line for him to say where you just go, yeah. dude, if somebody wants you, we're just going to get you out of this fucking clubhouse. Yeah. That's that's because now you're questioning 
your management and you're questioning your manager yeah. and everyone else and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What do you make of uh, Barry Bloom? I found this interesting last couple of weeks. Barry Bloom wrote a story for Forbes.com that Andy Green's lost the clubhouse. So then everybody in the media got their feelings hurt because Barry said he's got one source and then it became a journalism class from a fucking bunch yeah. of guys making 31000 a year. <laughs> and I'm like, who gives a fuck? If he, if Barry's been in the game a long Barry's time. Barry's very good at what he does. Been in the game a long time. I don't know how great he is at what he does, he's, but he's, he's been in the game yeah, a long time. Yeah, but you don't time. hang around that long, and he's worked for big-time people. He, I think Barry's pretty respected. I don't know and about Tony that. Tony Gwynn respected the hell out of him, too. Yeah, Tony put up with a lot of shit. Oh, come on. Put up with me. Yeah. But just because he says something you don't want to hear, which is funny because it seems like that's exactly what you wanted to hear. I I'm, don't understand why people get upset. You right. want You want Andy out. Fucking everyone on Twitter wants Andy out. Everyone rips him every fucking day. The guy actually gives you an, an out no, to get rid of him. Everyone freaks out because it came from a guy not in San Diego. You're 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 going down the path that I'm not going. Go down. ahead. I want to hear it. The why, path do you, that, why do you not believe a guy who says I have a credible source and I'm going to stand by him? No. Here's here's what I found really really funny. What I found funny about this whole thing is all the people that immediately jump on Barry. Oh, Barry doesn't know shit. He's never in the clubhouse. What does he know? What the fuck? Why is Barry the problem? Yeah. How about the fact this team completely underachieved this year, and there's a lot of guys on that team who are underachieving across the board, and instead of saying, oh, Barry doesn't know shit, go, hey, Barry, tell us more. What are you hearing? How do you know Barry doesn't have a fucking source, whether Barry's in there or not? How do you know Barry doesn't? Woj, and I, Woj isn't in there. Woj has a shit and always gets it right. right. Schefter's never in there. He right. gets it right. It's connections. Right. So we we love doing this in San Diego where you miss the fucking story. The story is that Barry fucking went with Andy Green's lost the clubhouse. Now, maybe I missed it. I didn't see other than Andy himself. <clears throat> I didn't see a bunch of people coming to Andy's defense from a player's standpoint. Now, I thought what AC wrote this week where he said Andy's style rubs a lot of people the, the wrong way, but it's a reach to say he's lost the clubhouse. All right, well, Kevin's in there every day, um, but I'm not. So I'm not I, either. So I can't tell you what how Kevin's looked at. I think Kevin's a lot different on the baseball beat than he was on the football beat. But Barry's not the fucking story. It's what we love to do in this town. We love to make the fucking story the wrong story. The story is, if I'm the Padres, has the fucking manager lost the clubhouse? And I'm not seeing it from Eric Hosmer. I didn't see it from Machado or Myers. or They don't really have an established veteran. If you want to call Kinsler that guy... I didn't see any of those fucking guys. Well, Hosmer's, I think most people say, is the mouthpiece of the team. And he, if he did, I may have missed I, it. Well, but I, I would have felt like see, it would have right. been retweeted a lot. Yeah, I didn't see anything either. Now, again, you go in, you win two out of three, Philly. All right. Um, I don't know what Ron and Pete's expectations were for this year, but I have to imagine they felt it was a little better than what they're getting. But I would have thought, if you've seen stories like that in the past, there are a lot of people that have said, hey, 
This guy's not here every day. He's not on the plane. He's not on the bus. He's not in the meetings. We're fine. But sound like crickets to me. It sure did. So maybe you'd not worry about fucking Barry Bloom. Right? If Kirk Kenny or Jeff Sanders or AC or Dennis Lynn, I'm wondering if I'm their boss. I'm like, did you get fucking beat on this story? Did you get beat on this story? I think they're all afraid to write the story. I think people that hang around a team on a regular basis are afraid to write that story in this town. You know what? In L.A., New York, Philadelphia, they'll write that story. I would say this to AC or or the rest of them. Just write the fucking stories that are there every day because there's going to be turnover on this team. It doesn't mean you have to make it personal. You don't have to do personal attacks. But if you go... Yeah, there may be a question as to whether the message is still getting through. That's fair. But, again, maybe I missed it. But instead of making the focus on Barry, I would have made the focus on show me something that leads me to believe that Andy hasn't lost the room. How many years has Andy been manager of the pods? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, he came in. So Punch and Pat was there for a little bit after Bud. I think this is his fourth year. Fourth year. I think that's about right, right? Yeah fourth season that he's uh that he's been the guy yeah so you, you go back and you go well how many guys are still on the team from four years ago what i mean by that is when does the message start to get old you yeah. know because the guy's been underwater the whole fucking time right. i mean outside of the beginning of this year when he finally went over 500 he's he's been an under 500 manager forever right i mean how long can you keep talking where people listen to you and respect you in any job when you're yeah. failing four years in a row yeah i don't i don't know and so yeah, I, I, again, I don't know. I mean, I, I barely know Andy Green. I mean, out of all the managers the Padres have had mm-hmm. since you and I have been here, we know him the least. Yeah. And in my three times of talking to Andy Green, I like the guy. But that's it. I mean, what can I tell you? That has nothing to do with, with anything else. You and I, obviously, were very close to Boach, and we thought mm-hmm. we were pretty close with Bud Black. Sure. But at the same time, they showed those guys the door, and Boach goes on and wins three World Series. The one thing about Andy Green that stood out to me that thought maybe this guy might be on top of something is when Mark McGuire talked about how smart he was. Yeah. Because McGuire had been around La Russa and a lot of guys that were, you know, managers that were successful. And mm-hmm. you go from McGuire, who was with the Cardinals and the A's and the Dodgers, and and you go, okay, you know, he, he was he was a, a hitting coach with the Dodgers for a number of years. I, I'm not sure if it was Joe Torre was with him mm-hmm. or if it was Don Mattingly. But at the either way, you go, this guy's been around baseball a long oh, yeah. fucking time. For him to say Andy Green's one of the brightest minds he's ever been around, that's a pretty good compliment. Yeah, I think you have a lot of work to do to convince me that Andy Green's going to be the guy to turn this team around. Uh, I just, I don't. Do you think he th- that this is a playoff roster? Mm. Well, I mean, uh, I look at, I mean, they they fucked him pitching wise. Yeah, they did. They really did. They fucked him pitching wise, and pitching's going to make the difference overall. But when you look at Odrazi and Gibson and some of the other starting pitchers team like the twins have. Yep. Right. I mean, twins just hit the shit out of the ball. They just hit so many home runs, but I mean, I don't know man for man that they're that much better than the Padres are across the board. Uh, so that's why I look at it and I go, shit, man. Rocco Baldelli came in. That team was pretty pretty shitty last year under Paul Molitor. And there was a sense of urgency in Minnesota. Paul Molitor had been manager of the year. Andy's never been manager of the year. You you talk talk to any fucking Cubs fan right now and ask him about Joe Madden. 
who was the manager that won that team the World Series, broke the curse, and they're ready to get Joe Madden the fuck out of town. Yeah. And we're sitting here in San Diego jumping up and down because fucking Barry Bloom writes an article that nobody read. And uh, and we're bringing the jerseys, the brown jerseys back. You know, there's only one guy in the Padres starting lineup right now that was with Andy Green Myers. first year. Myers is the only guy. Yeah. I mean, you sit there and you go, wow. That, I mean, he, again, that's why I ask it. Do you think the message starts to get old? But really, there aren't a lot of guys on this team from top to bottom. I mean, even none of the bench players are still there, you know? Yeah. And so you, you wonder where it goes. It's – um. I don't know, man. It, it's it's one of those deals where I, I just don't know, talent-wise, does he have what he needs to work with? And at the same time, do you want a different guy to to run the talent when they finally do get there? That's what we all assumed, that Andy was going to sit here until the team was ready to peak, and then here comes a guy to cross him over the finish line. Well, the problem is, too, Dave, for me, the enthusiasm looking ahead to the future is flattened out a lot, even with McKenzie you tell me, Gordon. Yeah, tell me why, because uh, I'll, I'll tell you my feeling, and I don't disagree with you, but because tell me why. Looking ahead to the future, the last couple of years, you have looked to guys uh, that you felt like pitching-wise, you looked at Paddock, you looked at, fuck, whoever. Gore could have been in there, but uh, a mind blank. There were a couple other young guys that were coming up, but then you were looking at Tatis coming up. You were excited about Urias coming up. And just some of these guys that were coming up and you thought they had a chance to be difference makers. Yeah, Tatis is. Yep. But some of the other guys are just guys. And it feels like everybody that comes up, I don't I don't get the mindset of having your fucking triple A team in El Paso. Yeah. Because the numbers are so goddamn distorted there. When you look at what Urias did, when you look at Ty France did there and others, I don't know what benefit it's doing for those guys to go down there and just put up video game numbers and then come up to the bigs and look like they've never seen a fucking breaking ball before. I mean, when you're playing in altitude, guys aren't throwing a whole lot of breaking balls, right? Yep. So it's a fastball. Look at Colorado or anywhere else. If you're playing in altitude, they tend to throw you a lot of fucking fastballs and then you come up and you go, fuck, I can't hit a breaking ball. But... I don't know, man. I, I look right now, I go, who am I excited about? Who Machado's going to be your guy. You go, yeah. okay. Uh, is Ty France going to be the second baseman next year? Is that the move on this? Because you're already done with Urias? Well, that's what I'm saying. Are you giving up on a guy that is that young? I mean, you're, well, he's still getting a shitload of at-bats. You're going to let him play short. Which I don't understand. Why would you put him at short? He's not the future shortstop of this team. No, you're going to put him at short because you are going to get as many at-bats as Urias and Ty France can see. So why don't you keep Urias at second, move Machado to to back to short, and put France at third? Mm. And get him in there at-bats that way. Especially if France is going to be a utility guy. Well, because I think they want France to be your second baseman. So they've given up on this kid that we've talked about for two years now. Yeah, I think at this That's point. That's insane to me. Well, I think at this point it's like, Urias, you better fucking come out and tell us you're the guy. Damn, man, that seems crazy. You can't crazy. hit major league pitching. I, I agree with that. I'm just saying it seems kind of crazy to me that you're giving up on a guy that is, what, 20 years old? Well, that would be the one guy, Dave, where maybe there is a sense of urgency. Oh, he's 22. Urias is 22. Yeah, maybe there is a sense of urgency there. We go, fuck, we got we to gotta be fucking better. We can't, we can't have, I mean, that's why, look, I mean, I think they made the decision on Hedges, and I think they made the decision on Urias. And for that, I will give them credit. I will. That 
years past, they would have just let these guys flounder out there and continue to go out for whatever reason. And it doesn't feel like that. Even what you saw with Myers to a certain extent. But fuck, man. I, I don't know. See other teams in baseball, you watch other teams and you go, they they just seem miles ahead of where this Padres team is. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't I'm with I you. have zero fucking enthusiasm for twenty twenty uh twenty twenty. Unless they're going to be active in free agency, but I don't know. There's not a lot of free agents. This is not a great class. No, and after you did a $144 million deal two years ago and a $300 million deal this year, you can't go much deeper. Like, you you can't expect ownership to go much deeper, but I I don't know. Sell me on what I'm excited about. It's going to come through trades. For them to add players, it's going to have to come through trades of people that fall in love with your minor leaguers. I mean... Urias, if you traded him a year ago, if you knew he was going to be what he is right, right. now, you would have got something nice in return. Right. Yates, they'll probably trade during the offseason, which maybe they should have traded already. you got a kid in the, already right behind him that throws 101 consistently. Yeah. And and first of all, I didn't realize – I know Yates was 32. I do not remember Yates on the Angels. I don't remember him on the Yankees at all. I don't remember any of this shit. I, they do an amazing job of finding yeah. guys that are on the scrap heaps of other teams, whether it's Brad Hand – or Kirby Yates. You're right. Or others throughout the year. And they come here and goddamn, they they put they're a all stars. shine on those Literally, guys. they're yeah. all stars. Yeah. Legit all stars, yeah. though. Not just that every team needs to rep. Like, they're legit. Yeah. It's, uh, it is. It's something else. Um, they're, they're, You asked the question a couple weeks ago who are the untouchables on this team. I asked the question the other day. People freaked out on this. And, it, and I think if you would have asked it, they wouldn't have freaked out. But because I said it, people freaked out. What I asked you, asked was, is Paddock the player we thought he was going to be? And I put his record and I put his ERA, just like it would be if you saw in the paper that he was starting pitcher that day. I didn't go war numbers or anything like that. Yeah. People lost their fucking mind, including his brother. His brother jumped in and started screaming at me. Uh. And uh, and I was like, you know, hold on a second. And it was funny because his, his brother did something that I'm guessing Chris Paddock would have said, dude, don't do this. You know, don't be... Don't be the guy that speaks for me because right now you're ripping guys in the organization. Yeah. And I said it wasn't a shot at Paddock so much as I said, is he a is he the player we thought he was going to be or is he a middle-of-the-road starter, meaning the number three? And I think most people that we've heard say Gore's your true ace of the future. Mm-hmm. Patino's your number two. Paddock's your number three. There's no problem with that. The right. Dodgers had three guys like that that all made the all-star team. Right. doesn't mean Paddock's not an all-star. I'm just saying, is he what we thought he was going to be? People lost their fucking mind. Well – and I hashtagged it uh, sh- um, instead of sheriff. I hashtagged it deputy. Oh fuck you, <laughs> you dick! F- fuck you, people yelling. I was like, well, there's only one sheriff. I go, there's a bunch of deputies, but there's only one sheriff. Meaning that that's Gordon now. His brother didn't like it. his brother. Said, I'll close my Twitter account. I'll bet you the same thing if uh, if my brother's not better than both those guys. And I didn't. I didn't even get into that whole thing with him. Like I'm gonna fight with his brother on Twitter. I just no. wanted to ask a, a baseball question. But people lost their fucking mind this weekend on that whole deal. Uh, when you look at who coming back from Tommy John up from Double A, and when you look at what I did about ten days ago, look at his game by game, pretty fucking good. He is good. Pretty. I never fu- said he wasn't good. Pretty fucking good. So I think honestly, I think his biggest negative outside of developing that true number three pitch, I think he's too too much around the zone. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it might be. He's, he makes batters, I think, a little bit too comfortable knowing, hey, he's never going to come close to coming high and tight. He's never yeah. going to bounce one in the dirt kind of a way where I feel comfortable that I'm going to get my pitch. Yeah, I uh, 
But when you when you go through and look at his game log, because you know he got roughed up the other night, and for yeah. whatever reason, sometimes those games stay front and center, and you forget about other games. When you go back and look at what he's done this year, pre- pretty fucking good. Like he's uh, he's not Lauer. No, we thought he might have been rookie of the year. We thought he might be an all star the way. I mean, but yeah, we, we did that to him. Right. We kind of did right. that to him. Yeah. Right. No, I I think I think you're fine. Excited about him heading into next year. To me, Dave, the, the what I wonder with him is, you know, we're, we'll be in September before too long. What do you do with him? You keep throwing him out, like as far as what, innings what, go. Do you remember exactly what the the plan was? I don't even remember what their fucking plan no, was. No, but was it, it feels like innings? I don't even remember. Fifty. I think last year, I think they wanted to go around one fifty. Yeah, I don't even know. But now nah, he's he's okay. I mean, when when I look at this team, uh, they're they're I'm much more concerned about fucking hedges. I'm much more concerned about what are you going to do with the Myers contract. I'm much more worried about second base than I am worried about Paddock. You know what I thought was was interesting listening to the the pregame on television this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, watching Sweeney was talking about Harper, mm-hmm. and he was ripping Harper for not playing up to his contract. Mm. And I was thinking, you know what? The Phillies could be doing the same fucking pregame about Machado. And you're going, dude, you got some nerve going after a guy whose numbers are what they are. Where's he at, though, number-wise? I mean, I saw him hit the Grand Slam. Okay, so he's 254. Machado's 264. Okay, the 10-point difference in that. He also has 26 home runs, 90 runs knocked in. What's Machado got? I'll tell you in one second what Machado has. Machado has pretty close to the same. He has 26 home runs, same amount, but 20 less RBIs. Yeah. On base percentage of uh, 333, pretty low for Machado. Yeah. I would say this, though, too. I'm not making excuses for Machado. Uh, Harper plays in a fucking... Bandbox. Right. Yep. Which is great. But, you know, man, look, I, I couldn't give less of a shit if Bryce Harper's playing up to his contract. It did, no, but that's what I'm saying. It seems kind of weird that you take time, five minutes out to focus on a guy on the other side and, like, dude, you're yeah. playing with fire. I give Machado credit, man. Machado said flat out, I suck right now. He's he right. Said, yeah, he said. Yeah, he's going through a horrible slump right now. Yeah. But we saw last year with Hosmer. Hosmer has quietly put together a pretty fucking good year. Defensively, though. Defensively, he's the worst first God baseman in damn, baseball. man. What happened to him? I have no fucking idea. It's crazy. Looks like Dave Staten over there. If people will go, what the hell am I talking about? I'm telling you, statistically, that's what they say. Right now, he's, he's the worst first baseman in baseball. I, I'll tell well, you, the, the biggest... Don't ba- check ESPN, because they're the, way fucking off on the, their staff. This is on MLB Network. Here, here's the funny thing about that, as I say that to you. That's the biggest position that has changed to me from the time of being a kid to oh, being yeah. an adult. It used to be... Keith Hernandez was was money digging mm-hmm. it out. Garve Garvey would dig it out. Those were the only two. Right. Nobody used to dig it out the way these guys Von do now. Hayes. Everybody is everybody is fucking really good, man. I mean, good. from top to bottom, Rizzo's great, Bellinger's great. All these guys yeah. are really fucking good at what they do. Yeah, you put George Boomer Scott over there. Yeah. You put it's true, man. <laughs> All these Lee guys. May. Yeah, Bull Durham, Leon Durham, Chris Chambliss. Yeah, yeah. fuck, but just scrubs. Nobody could pick shit. When nobody, when you couldn't fucking play the field anymore, you got put over yeah. at first base. All these guys are so fucking good at it right now that it's to say he's the worst is is not not really saying a ton because they're all really good. But he, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm watching him, 
and this fucking asshole, Matt Holiday. <laughs> Where'd he it, touch the plate? Where? He never did. The umpire said he did. Yeah, well, the umpire's a fucking liar. He just kicked you right in the nuts. You just look over, and they're playing that clip. Complete bullshit. Fuck you. Um, all right, it's enough pods. <laughs> I want to ask you this. Because today you went to the bet on barbecue barbecue thing. Yeah, down at the racetrack. Look, I'll tell you this. I didn't do it this year. I appreciate Sean and Derek and all the guys that are there. Yeah, they put a lot of time into it. Uh, right. Brian, our buddy from Hot Sauces and More, was there. Great fucking guys. Always fun to see Trotter, Tabitha, Heather Myers, yep. Craig Elston, Shelly Higgins, and the rest of them. But for me... When I did it last year, there was this fucking lady who was judging that was treating it like you were judging a J.D. Power and Associates or whatever these fucking things are, right? I don't need... Listen, I've been fortunate enough to do some things in my life that I'm proud of. I don't need some fucking lady in an apron telling me how to position my water bottle how to do any of this other shit. And I'm like, I, I don't need this shit, okay? It's fucking tri-tip, honey. Okay, sweetie? I'm just being a dick. You call but, her sugar tits? No, fuck. You sexist bastard. Oh, okay. You think you called her sweetie? Yeah. Was it tri-tip last year for you too? Or was it something yeah. else? Okay. But it's like. I love tri-tip. That's what was perfect for me. It, sh- it should be a fun day. It was. They I had make a good a- time. Yeah, they're a little too fucking serious. And I'm I not think it was, wasn't it like $15,000 to the winner? I think it was a big damn deal. Great. <laughs> great. Okay, great. What the guy who did the fucking brats win? What did he win? Huh? What did, what the guy who did corn on the cob? What did he win? <laughs> 250 bucks and a fucking GameStop gift card? It's fucking barbecue, Dave. These fucking people need to calm the fuck down. I'm not saying Sean or Derek, those guys. But, it, like, oh, you know, this guy right here, he's, and, and I had 19 fucking guys sitting around me that. Staring at you. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm certified as a California pit master. Been on the road <laughs> doing a lot of these shows. Whoa, you've been on the road. That's cool. When I go on the road, I go to Chicago, Montreal, Toronto. Where have you been? Well, it's a little different for us. I've been in Escondido. I <laughs> uh, did a show last month in Ontario. Before that, I was in Calabasas. I've uh, also done three shows in Santa Barbara. I did the Pitmaster Championships in Ventura. And because I've been judged by my peers to be really, really good at judging texture and quality when it comes to taste of brisket, next month I'll be in Solvang. <laughs> well, I- no, that's really fucking exciting. That's I the bet path they chose. I bet your fucking resume just fucking makes every girl in town her little nipples just go pa-ching. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I said to Sean, I appreciated getting the invite. Yeah, you said I thought you wanted to spend time with the boys. I did. Okay. It was great. I had a great time. And I love Sean. I love Derek. I love all the other guys. Del- del- calm the fuck down. Okay? <laughs> calm the fuck down. <laughs> We're not, and, and not towards those guys. Yeah. I'm saying to these judges that come in and they, they yeah. all walk around with their rubber gloves on. Relax. Dude, you know what's crazy, all right? It's funny. It's yeah. just, it made me laugh because I have, 
I'm not even going to say this to my left because I'm going to tell a story in a second. But I have a guy to my left. I got it, obviously, and then I have my son. Josh was asked to probably fill in for you because they needed yeah. a certain amount of judges. Where is, was Kaplan? Is, Kaplan Mr. wasn't Big there. Shot. Oh, he can't fucking show up. What else? It's does funny he have they were missing do? a judge. There were another judge short. It must have been Kaplan. Yeah. Gave me a horseshit fucking tip on the Pacific Classic yesterday. No wonder he didn't show his face. <laughs> oh, hey, bet Mike Smith. Fucking Mike Smith got beat by the ambulance. <laughs> Great. So you walk in and he, they, everybody introduces themselves to you and you have to shake hands. <laughs> then they give you the food and there are no forks. Right. How weird is that? No forks, no napkins, nothing. And now you're like, dude, I just shook 10 people's hands and I got to eat the food with my hands. Yeah. Germo. Fuck. Yeah. So. Oh, so my son's like, dude, where the fuck's the Perel? And then the guy near my left, where the where's the Perel? So they they put the food down, and we're sitting there having to judge. First you judge appearance, and you judge taste, then you judge texture. Okay, mm-hmm. like you know, if it's a too chewy, do you bite right through it, the whole deal? Hey, I'm a former judge. Okay, okay. don't don't fucking patronize well, me. Well, I'm not talking bullshit. just to you. I'm talking to the people oh, who are okay. listening. So the first one, I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I give it the highest score. I look over to my left. Guy gives it a six. Who like, the fuck was that? I'm not telling. I'm not telling Why? his scores because it's supposed to be secret. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I go, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. And then I look over to my right and my kid's right with me. Maybe because yeah. obviously we, we eat the same food all the time. And so uh, I, I, I'm laughing. And then after you, you get done, you take a bite of each one. And then you can do whatever you want with the food when you're done. You can finish eating it or you can throw it away. Well, fuck, I'm eating it. I only had one bite of each. You know, I'm yeah. starving. They said don't eat before you come. Yeah. So it's uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm sitting there, I'm eating everything. I look over to the guy to my left, wraps it up in the paper right in the, right in the trash. Done. And I was like, damn. I go, I thought it was it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. And then when we were done, got a chance to, uh, you got a chance to walk around and, and get samples from everybody. Like every that's barbecue fun. place that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, was, that's really cool. And even the, the even at a donut place there. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, he, Sean and Derek yeah, do an incredible did a job. job. Of putting people in there. It's a really great event. Yeah, it is. A lot of time. I have nothing but love for those guys. They're great dudes, do a lot for this community. It's just the pitmasters that probably have personalized those plastic bullshit. They go to the mall, license plate, frame. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather be barbecuing frames. Yeah. Hey, I'm grilling you. Ha! Yeah, shut up, you dick. But the other cool thing that they do, this is what would have been. Did you see the guys that do the the demonstrations? Yeah, I did. Like Gene. Gene's amazing. Sean's guy. And then there's uh, the big dude. I think his name's David uh, David Rose. I don't know. I didn't meet him. God, these guys. Dave, uh, this was your fucking day. God, you're so dumb what are you talking about i walked away full yeah you could have walked away with a couple of ideas of how to use the barbecue in your backyard i don't need to my wife doesn't yeah i'm good yeah <laughs> um i'll tell I'm you good. this it was the i actually i, I really did enjoy the food. here's the one thing that turns me off about food all right mm-hmm. and people are gonna laugh when i say this dude i just like to eat the food i don't know how it got there right so when i walk by and they pull open the big barbecue and yeah. there's a pig that looks like it was just killed five minutes yeah. ago. I have no desire to see Did that Did they have shit. alligator out there no, today? I, no, I didn't Did Jerry see alligator. have alligator? No, I didn't see alligator. But I ate when gator I saw out there a, last a year. pig that was the size of my dog that was looked like it was just killed five minutes ago, yeah. I, I was like, dude, I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, that's not cool. 
Yeah. People are like, let me get a picture with that. I'm like, ah, Why? what's wrong with what you? What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Where's that picture going? Yeah, dude, I'm, that's why. Down your Shutterfly calendar? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm not, I'm not a hunter, and I'll eat meat and everything else, but, man, I just don't want to know how it got in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Just just put it on my plate. That's I, it. My idiot kid said to me today, we got a lunch. He goes, man, is it crazy how it ends up from a cow to be in this burger? I'm like, shut up. Yeah, now you don't feel like eating anymore, right? Yeah, I'm like, what's your problem? Yeah, you don't do that. Um, Dave, I did something cool last night okay and went out to east east county and went out to what? alpine all the way to alpine to viejas okay last night at this time concerts in the park yep and i saw clint black clint black old school country none yeah, of that east like fucking bullshit that you like this was old school i gotta tell you dave that's about the coolest venue in san diego I don't think it's, I mean, it's got to be under 3,000 seats. Yeah. And it's between, it's right by the pools, between the two new towers of the uh, hotel. And so it's unbelievable. But Clint Black, you Clint Black guy? Yeah, Clint Black's fine. Clint Black, uh, I have no issue with Clint Black. He was great. Yep. How old do you think Clint Black is and how much is he worth? Um... All right, I will tell you this. I think I may hit both of these. Okay. No, I have no idea. I'm going to say Clint Black's 57 years old. Exactly right. Whoa! How about the fact his wife is 63? Lisa Hartman. It's the saddest thing I ever heard. Uh, and then I'm going to say that Clint Black right now is worth $18 million. More, $25 million. Damn. Very cool. Yeah, how did you know how old his wife was? Because... Uh, I went to that show last night with, of all people, my ex-wife. Okay. Now, I just told you about my dopey kid who said, uh, told me the cow thing. So yesterday I said to him, I called him and I go, hey, man, um, we can't hang out tonight because I'm taking your mom to this concert. And he said to me, he goes, you know what, dad? He goes, I think it's pretty cool that you and mom are getting it on. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, well, a lot of divorced parents aren't. And I go, what? He goes, Dad, I think it's cool that you and Mom are getting along. Oh, getting and I was along. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Because I had a follow-up question. <laughs> right. Yes. So I told his mom. She was like, what? I was like, that's what he said. Then he clarified it as getting along. I said, ah, oh, yeah, we're getting along fine. But, yeah, great time, man, for uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's out there tonight. If we didn't have a show, Maniscalco, who just sold out Madison Square Garden three nights in a row doing United Center in Chicago, I went and looked. Like, how the fuck did they get him out at Viejas? The cool thing is, like, it was probably two-thirds full. Really? That's it? Yeah. Fuck, how come? I don't think any people... I think people driving to Alpine, right? Yeah. It's a grind. But, God damn, I would say for anybody, it was really cool. Every How long did he perform for? 90 minutes. Not bad. Yeah, 90 minutes. Did you drink a bunch of Coors Light? It's funny. I was going to, and I didn't because I was driving. Oh, really? I drove out there. Do yeah. they have those? Uh, I, was, I don't even know what the name of the damn concert venue down here is. Um, 
hell, it used to be mattress firm last time I knew. I know. I don't even yeah, know what it is. whatever it's been. Coors Amphitheater. They, and they have the, <laughs> when it used to be Cricket, jinx, right. jinx the damn whole phone company right yeah. to the ground. So whole thing. They have, the, they have those big Coors Lights at like 11 bucks. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you never drink beer that size. And normally you don't. Right. And so you're sitting, you're, when you're around those people, you start, hey, I'll get you one. You know, all of a sudden yeah. you're, you know, you're $122 down. And you're you're sitting there and you're just pounding those those big giant ones. My buddy who I went with, the reason I asked that question, we went to a concert. Um, I think we went to see it was one of those like eighties concerts about a year ago. Went and saw like Foreigner and shit. Oh yeah. And he just like takes a sip and just fucking rifles that guy. It's like a brick. Just right he was so into the music. I wanna know what love is. And he fucking just rifles that guy again. Around in the dark. And you're like, damn, I wonder who the fuck that hit. You know, I'll look, here's the other thing out there. They're making so much fucking money out at Viejas that I said to her, hey, you want a beer? You want anything? She goes, no, you know, all I want for right now is just a bottle of water. I go, okay, that's fine. So think if you go to a Padre game at Petco Park where they just fucking rob you blind on everything. I mean, it's a fun place, but let's be honest. They rob you fucking blind on the concessions. So I go over there, and I said, hey, let me get two bottles of water. Bottles of water are three bucks each. David's literally a liter and a half. Okay. For three bucks. Nice. Ice cold. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But I'm watching people that are having dinner, what, whatever they're serving out there. The whole thing was like 12 bucks because they're just, like I said, man, Viejas is making money. But I had said to her, I go, God, I would have figured they would have went to hotel guests or whatever yeah. and said, hey, do you want free tickets to Clint Black? But then I realized, well, if they put you out there for free for 90 minutes, that's 90 minutes you could be gambling. That's true. You're right. So they're not going to paper the house. But if you're looking and you go, I don't know, this could be a cool venue, I highly recommend it. Felt like Humphreys, but it's about the third of the size of Humphreys. Insanely clean acoustics. It was great. Fun night. Where do you think Clint Black's going next? Uh, from here? Yeah, from here. I'm looking at his, his website right now. Hmm. Where's he going from here? Um, where do you think he goes? Probably Phoenix? Corn, Plazas, Corn Palace, I should say, in Mitchell, South Dakota. <laughs> when the fuck is that show? <laughs> wow. August 23rd, Friday. And then he goes, fuck, uh, fuck spending time in South Dakota. He's going to go to the Minnesota State Fair on the 25th. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's a big fair. Yeah. It's a big one. There you go. Yeah, State Fair there is a big deal. So he's there when in Minnesota? He's in Minnesota next Sunday. And then he's back, of course, Grand Ole Opry a couple days later in Nashville. Anybody will go see Clint Black. No problem. Dude, but, yeah, how about that? If you're worth $25 million, what's the point of going out on the, on the road? Yeah. Like, why are you grinding it out? Why yeah. you go? I get if you want to go, you go, okay, San Diego, right? Make a California run. That's yeah. probably pretty cool to do if you go Phoenix, Vegas, whatever. But I've never, I mean, I've never been to South Dakota. Maybe that's a really fun event. I have no idea. <laughs> but if you're, if you're 57 years old, you got yeah. $25 million in the bank. Aren't you like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll give that to one of the younger guys. You know, it's funny, man. When you look at some of these these uh, music acts, when they're on tour, I mean, they're really, really popular, okay? Mm. And they're doing their thing. It's amazing 
how they go every night and barely right. barely to have one night off a week. Like guys will shoot right. from Sacramento to San Diego to Anaheim, boom, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and they're just going every day. Yeah, and you're going. How do you fucking do it? Hardcore. Like yeah. he's not. Like he's not really doing a whole lot of vocal strain, right? I yeah. mean, he's not he's not Robert Plant getting after it. Thursday night, I'll be at the Rose Bowl for the Stones. They split it up. Is that Thursday? Thursday night. Good deal. Can't wait. Um, what time are you driving up there? I'm leaving work at noon, so I'll drive from North County up. I got a room in Pasadena, get checked in, and then... Uh, Makes much more sense to just stay up there. A bunch of guys from work are going up there, so there'll be a little post party. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then just crash out and then make it back here sometime Friday. Cool. Good deal. Good deal. It, who? Uh, it's funny, man. I'm looking at Clint Black online right now, mm-hmm. and uh, Vince Gill, who was really popular back in the day, yeah. has not held up too well. Vince no. Gill doesn't look too good. No, but he's playing with the Eagles. Jesus, dude. He's playing with the Eagles making a shitload of money. God, he looks terrible. What? It looks like know. he got stung by about 30 bees. Well, I hope he didn't. That would hurt. Jeez, Luis. Um, no, who, who's Vince Gill married to? I know that answer. Do you really? Yeah, hang on. I'll get that. Hang on. Nina Hartley? <laughs> no. Um, he's married to Amy Grant. I, Amy Grant was a famous like Christian singer. Yeah. And then cheated on her husband. She did? Yeah. Did that whole move. Uh that little alley kid. That's it. She is an alley kid. How, much, how old is Vince Gill? How much is he worth? I like that question. Vince Gill, what did I say? Clint Black's 57. 57. I'm going to say Vince Gill is 56. 62. 62. 62. I think he's worth more. What did we say Clint Black? 25 million. I'm going to say Vince Gill is worth 31 million. 30 million. Nice wow. job. Pretty good at this. Pretty good. You could live pretty nice in Nashville for 30 sure million, could. right? All yeah. right. I want to bring this up real quick. Go ahead. Then we can do anything we want. Um, you posted a picture tonight on social media, which is maybe the saddest picture I've ever it seen. It is sad. It's a picture of blue nylon tennis shoes with five stripes no, on four. Four stripes. You may have noticed, but I wrote on social media, and I directed it squarely at your mother. I know she's going to yell at me for it. Well, I told her this is going to be hard for me to forgive. <laughs> That's about the most horrendous thing. My mom's number one in that most sensitive comment, by the way, at the very beginning of the show. I'm happy to bring that up next time I see her. She's a lovely lady and somebody I've been happy to know. But occasionally you have to be like, what what happened here? Yeah. And I want to know. I asked a simple question in my social media post. Did your sister, who I love like family, Lisa Palais, suffer the same fate and i wrote hashtag no way <laughs> no chance she had crummy sh- what she had yeah. nikes nikes she did she right? got, my sister got whatever she wanted she's the one that got the trips to europe the whole deal wherever she wanted to go you know she's laughing right oh i guarantee when she said she's gonna laugh her ass off and my mom will be all sensitive about it saying oh no those are the ones who wanted bullshit it's not what i wanted so here's Blue, yeah here, here's the deal so the shoes I posted them on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. too, just because I have a feeling we'd talk about it today. It's um, my parents never. I don't know about your parents. My parents were never, and I never asked for shit. They never bought me like 
things that were wardrobes weren't important. Like I always think, no joke, the kid that wins best dressed in high school, yeah, it's, it's the biggest fucking, waste of money yeah, of all time. Clown. It's, it's dumb. You literally bought the award. It's so dumb. Yeah, he's a clown. But my parents were one of those where I got two pairs of shoes a year. I got one for six months, then I got another pair for six mm-hmm. months when my feet grew. I didn't get the I didn't have five pairs of shoes no. or in, any of that shit. So like when you were a kid, how often did you go shoe shopping? I I was a parent's fucking dream because <laughs> I'll tell you why. Go ahead. When I was a kid, I was insanely obsessed with the sport of boxing. Yeah. Insanely obsessed. So any money I had went to Ring Magazine or KO Magazine, my two favorite boxing magazines. And every picture you saw of a couple of my favorite guys, whether it was Larry Holmes, Matthew Saad Muhammad, uh, I feel like Aaron Pryor may have been one of these guys. A lot of those guys were wearing ponies. Yep. And I freaked the fuck out because my mom, my mom was not a Kmart shopper. She didn't go to Kmart. But yeah, for whatever was. reason, there was a Kmart in Solana Beach right off of Loma Santa Fe. And we lived in Cardiff right off of Birmingham. So to go that pretty far. But for whatever reason, she and I ended up in there one night. And they had for... 10 bucks, low top leather, white leather with the black Chevron ponies. Yeah. And I lost my fucking mind. I didn't. <laughs> so all my buddies were Nike and Adidas. I worked at a sporting goods yeah. store starting from 10th grade. So I, I mean, I had my run of any shoe I wanted. The only fucking shoes I wanted were what my guys were wearing, yeah. my favorite fighters. So I would wear ponies all the time. My The guy who owned the sporting goods store was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, if they're good enough for Matthew Saad Muhammad, they're good yeah, enough for me. That's hilarious. So eventually, like I went through all of them. I was an Adidas guy for a while, Nike guy for a while. But you were buying your own shoes at that time in 10th grade? Yeah. Yeah, so much. you were buying your own stuff. So this was when I was in like, god dang, man, third grade. You know, where, yeah. you know, you're relying on your parents to get whatever you whatever. But my mom would go to Kmart and she would go go pick some shoes out of the bin. And I was like, fuck oh, me. God They're damn all it. tied together. Yeah, you gotta look for your size. Right, shit. And they only lasted two weeks. And yeah. like the, I used to like the TV show Starsky and Hutch, because he yeah. wore those cool blue Adidas. Yeah. These are fucking four stripes. Adidas are three. Case was he could get away with a five. These were right. four. Four. And when you're sitting in class, everyone's looking at each other's shit. Right. And I was like, dude, what's the deal with those fucking shoes you got on? Right. You know? You're a fucking and, loser. Yeah, you're a fucking loser, man. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And my mom wouldn't go get the goddamn name no. brand. And I know they had the fucking money. My dad drove a right. goddamn 911 Porsche. Right. He had the fucking money to get me a right. shoe that was a name brand, for Christ's sakes. But I ended up with these fucking tracks. Yeah. And so a buddy of mine sent me a picture today. And I go, holy shit. I've <laughs> literally I, have been on my mom about these my whole life going, this is bullshit. I have to send that to my sons because their mom has found a place where she can get them. My one son likes Curry's. Yeah. My other son likes Under Armour. Well, they're both Under Armour. Oh, was Curry Under yeah. Armour too? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Nike. Um, but she found a place where she can get them for like 25 bucks a pair. Yeah. And she and I have always kind of been of the belief that you buy couple of pairs of $25 shoes they'll last you you buy those $16 yeah. shoes you're gonna be fucked anyways 
So they they got it okay. Like, they don't, it doesn't cost us a lot of money, but they got it okay. I've got to send them a picture of those shoes yeah. and tell them, you better keep your fucking grades up or you're going shopping with Dave's mom. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Dude, it's no fun. And she's no only going to get you five shirts. She's going to make you wear the same five shirts every week. Five shirts? Five shirts. Dude, and, and- What is she accomplishing with this- disciplinary action dude i have no fucking idea here's the crazy shit out of the five shirts i used to have in high school two of them were like for my sister's sororities that she just flew to me from alabama like there were there were chicks there weren't even fraternities uh, this like, just is so sad right yeah. now yeah i had one collared shirt that had like that weed leaf on it i don't yeah. even remember the brand but it was like is that weed you know on your fucking shirt i i keep looking around and it was waiting. pink I feel like Tom Rinaldi should be here. Tom Rinaldi should be here. This is a great My Wish segment. Do you understand? what This explains why you're such a fucking idiot. Do I overdo everything? Yeah. If you oh, turn around now, why, there are 80 pairs of shoes behind your fucking head just in the garage alone. They, they just treated you like you were an animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's fucking true. It's my goddamn nightmare. Those fucking guys. People will ask me, have you gone to therapy for Jake? I go, I'm not past my parents yet. Yeah. Those guys we got uh, that are living comfortably in that cage at the border, wink, wink. Those guys are like, fuck. Everybody shut up. Keep it down or they're going to hire Ruth. Keep it out. Fuck. Oh, my God. Those guys are down there wearing throwback Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. God, oh my God, that's fucked. It is. It's ridiculous, man. No wonder I moved away so early. I'm, I'm gonna say you. this too. Yeah, go ahead. No, uh, she's gonna lose her shit, dude, over your comment well, on, on Facebook. All right, I'll deal with the consequences when you know she comes thing, out. She has this fucking laryngitis, by the way, right now. Yeah, that is so goddamn ridiculous. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like so high pitched. It sounds like Elmo. Oh, and I'm God. like, what are you doing? And then she starts, you know, she gets into her politics and she starts going off. Oh, shit. And I go, you know, why don't you just stop talking? You might as yeah. well have a fucking sock in your goddamn hand with two buttons on it. Yeah. You sound like a fucking idiot. Nothing you say has any kind of value to it at <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah. Quiet down. That's what I said. Helium. I go, I go, call me back when that shit is fixed. Otherwise, never call me again. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, I hate the name names. I really do. But I, I have to get this out there. Ben Higgins has never been to a strip club yeah i told you i you did say it why did you think he'd been to a strip club because he's a guy <laughs> dude i fucking told you the guy's never been to a strip club i knew it who else did you say has been that i said no way i don't even yeah. remember yeah because <laughs> you're so shook right now yeah i was shook okay i'll th- throw another guy out there i don't think he's been to a strip club all right john howard I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. There's a lot right around that came from me. John Howard's a Tommy's guy, dude. Oh, that's true. Tommy's guys fucking got By their the shit way, together. By the way, you took your kids out to lunch the other day right next to a strip club. Made me laugh. Let me tell you something. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. It's exactly. It's a great point that you just made. So, you know, you can't say anything anymore about sports bars because everybody, Walchiff gets his feelings hurt. Uh, my buddy Keith Nordling gets his feelings hurt. Who owns Jimmy O's? When I say it's one of my favorite sports bars, it's absolutely no reflection on Cali Comfort, what's great, or Jimmy O's, which is great. 
But we have been going to the bullpen. Scotty, the manager in the bullpen, I was chatting with him yesterday. They've, they've been there since 2004. Really? Okay. You and I, they're right next door to Tom yep. with Excalibur, and they are right next door to Cheetahs. But I can honestly tell you, I don't know that I have been in Cheetahs in probably, dude, at least 15 years. I bet you more than that. Yeah, I would tell you the truth. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've been there. My buddy Vinny, who worked at Yogi's in Cardiff, was a manager there. And I feel like it had to be around 2004, right around the time when the two local politicians got busted in there. I feel like we had been in there to see my buddy Vinny. And, of course, it's cheetahs. You're going in there. There's chicks. But when we worked at Free FM, we would do drinking shows. And a lot of those drinking shows started at fucking bullpen. Scotty's been the manager the whole time. At Extra, we did shit over there. At, I don't know about 1090, but I feel like other places we have been... Uh, we did shit there. Yeah. ESPN 800, I feel like yeah. we did things there. And you go in, and it has the vibe of a Vegas sports bar, right? You yeah. walk in, and it's Vegas. And I was kind of over with them in Claremont, and I was we were getting ready for lunch, and they're like, you know, one guy wanted like a breakfast sandwich. The other guy wanted a burger. I'm like, dude, I know where we'll go. We'll go to bullpen. So, and they wanted to watch games. They love watching games. Let me tell you this. When you go into bullpen, I will challenge you to tell me hotter waitresses, you know, that that's a fucking all-star lineup. <laughs> okay? My sons are 11. When they walk in there, the average guy in there is a guy who's got his hands in his pockets too much and smells like fucking Dracar. So when two 11-year-olds roll in that just want to grub and eat chicken tenders and watch games and haven't quite got to that age where they're like, wow, like you're really hot and you smell good, they get a lot of attention, Yeah, which is fun for them. They don't care. So we went to bullpen yesterday, but I see a guy, Scotty, fucking guy is there nonstop. Guy I've known 15 years. We had a lot of radio memories in there. He's always been incredibly cool. And he'd never met Jack and Cade. He goes, what are you guys doing? They're like, ah, we're going to play laser tag. And he's dying. He goes, and he said to me, he goes, man, remember when that was just it, right? Go to the arcade. That was your day. Just hang out. He's like, damn, what a day, man. Like, go have lunch with your dad. Go get a burger. Go play laser tag and hang out. And it was a blast. That was it. So, yeah, it was a bullpen yesterday. Yeah. Because it, it fell in. But that place, that's pretty cool because you've got Tom with the Excalibur and bullpen. Jim Betancourt from Channel 10 in the CHP sees my note. He goes, God damn, I was right next door. He really? was kidding. He was kidding. <laughs> but um, I remember Tom would always, like, we'd be at Tom sitting there smoking your cigar and drinking, and you're looking at the TVs. All of a sudden, one of the strippers would come walking in, like, wanted to right. change or something. And Tom would kick him right out. It's like, what are you doing, Tom? Yeah. Why are you yeah. kicking those girls out of here? Get the fuck out of here, baby. What's up? <laughs> That's what he would say. What's up? Get the fuck out. Hey, Dave. What the fuck's with her? Hey, get the fuck out of here, David. Um, 
Dude, that place is a blast. Super mellow. Go hang out. Yeah, but... Did they ask what the place next door was? No, they had no idea. They had no idea? No. But, look, say what you want. I don't really give a shit. (laughs) When my sons get to a certain age when you figure it out, they're going to realize that they have a picture with Lisa Ann, who, by the way, added me today on Facebook. Oh, cool. You and I are in a select group. I looked at that group. I'm like, pretty much a sausage fest in this group. (laughs) I thought when she added, we'd have like access to 90 other of America's finest. Yes. A lot of fucking dorks that do sports talk radio around the country. (laughs) Great. Yeah. And you're like, all right, that's fine. I, I, yeah. Like, I, they have no idea who she is. Other than the fact they think she does a fantasy football radio show. Which she does. Which she does. And she talks to them about Fortnite and fucking video games and everything else. At a certain point, they're going to figure it out. I don't care. It makes me yeah. laugh. I can't wait till they figure it out. It's going to be so fucking funny. Yeah. It makes me laugh that they had some point because my two kids, here's why it makes me laugh. My two kids are convinced that they know everything. They know everything, and everybody else doesn't know shit. Yeah. The great thing is, they don't know shit. <laughs> and, like, their mom's like, oh, God. Right? Oh, God. But I'm like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. She didn't get naked. She didn't do anything inappropriate. She's in a Dave and Jeff Show t-shirt. And the two times she's been with them, we were at an Alzheimer's walk. Yep. And we were at a suicide prevention walk. Yep. That's it. Two things. Raising money for charities that have greatly impacted her family between suicide and Alzheimer's and you're in my family with suicide. And I go, that's it. But there's a part of me that's a little fucked up that goes, yeah, I'm getting a picture with my kids. Who gives a shit? My kids and I have a great time every weekend. They don't have any idea who the fuck she is. But at some point, I would think over the next five years, they'll figure it out. And I am waiting for that call where it's like, dad. Did you know Lisa is, and I'll be like, you shut your mouth. Watch your mouth. That's a friend of mine. Don't you ever say that again. Yeah. I got a great germaphobe thing for you, and then we'll get out of here. All right. You want to do it now, or you want me to knock these out? Because I got a question for you, too, about hard knocks. Uh, let me tell you the germaphobe okay. thing, because this is going to rattle you during all your commercials. Great. So I go to dinner last night with my ex-wife. I'm talking about different shit because she's an attorney. She's got a couple pretty intense cases, right? She tells me a great story that I just immediately thought of you. One of her friends, who's also an attorney, has a client who is has special needs, has okay. a learning disability, but is needs an attorney. So the attorney and the woman with the learning disability are sitting at a table and the attorney looks to her left and is speaking to the caretaker Yeah, and kind of explaining some things. So she's turned to her left. As she comes back to her right, the woman takes a Mentos. The attorney doesn't see it and just jams it in her mouth with her two fingers. The client has two fingers with the Mentos and puts it right in her mouth. 
And the attorney was like, that's it. I quit. I'm never coming back. <laughs> and I was just like, God, she didn't mean anything. She yeah. wasn't trying to be disrespectful. She actually was just trying to be nice. And, and she just she doesn't know. Right. Yeah. Caretaker freaks out. Oh, my God. But I just thought of you as a complete germaphobe. And I thought, poor Dave, I'm going to rattle him to his oh, soul Jesus. right now. With the idea of just somebody just reaching over and jamming two fingers and a Mentos in your mouth when you're not ready for it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. All right. There you oh go. How's God. that feel? Not good. I wish you didn't share that story. I know. That's why I did, because it Thanks. bothered me, and then I just passed it off to you. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm going to ask you. Uh, it's a hard knocks thing that I actually meant to bring up to you the other day, but it's uh, kind of interesting. Uh, hey, want to mention, first of all, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, of oh, course, is a, yes. is a friend of the show, and we're happy to have him as an advertiser. But big thing happened in his family this week that uh, honestly affects everybody that's a Padre fan. Dan Williams' nephew, who was drafted by the Padres a couple months ago, and usually you go through rookie ball and you, mm-hmm. you stay there. The majority of guys do not get called up from being drafted a few months ago. Well, his son's already, his nephew has already been called up. Yeah. Fantastic. And had an to appearance. Elsinore. To Elsinore. Yeah. How cool is that? He told me, he goes, oh, my nephew was drafted too. When you're in Arizona, try and go see him. Well, he was playing at the same time. One of the other kids that played for me was playing, so I didn't get a chance to see Dan's nephew. And, and no joke, I just thought he was just another guy. So I didn't realize what was going to happen. But, hey, that is huge news for his family. And Dan, extremely excited. And the people that followed this show and follow him on Twitter – went to go support his nephew at Lake Elsinore. That was awesome. Dave, What I love it because Dan's part of the family, and it's an exciting story. The young man's last name is Williams, and I yes. feel like I didn't bring my phone in here with me tonight, but I feel like his first name may be Sean. I think you're right. Uh, I think it's Sean Williams, maybe S-H-A-W-N. Um, I hope I got that right, Dan. My apologies. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, just look on Dan's social media. I know how to do it. Hey, do you? Fuck off. You go fuck your face. Jesus. Why do you remember his name so don't have to look it up? Well, I would have thought you would have written that note down, right? People could be up there going, God damn, is uh, Arius his nephew? <laughs> is Ruiz his nephew? God dang it. I, I wonder which one of these kids. It's not that Williams kid. No, I just fucked up. I just had it. Too. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, of course you fucked up. Okay. Go ahead. Let's hear your bullshit. But here's what I thought was really cool. It's, Sean, it's Sam Williams, you Sam. asshole. Sorry, I had the S right. <laughs> okay. Sam Williams, future star for the Padres. What I thought was incredibly cool, Dan goes up there, gets a picture, and son of a bitch if he isn't wearing the Dave and Jeff shirt. Yeah. How cool and is that? I, if you have one of those shirts, I'm telling you, every time I see one, I'm like, God damn, that is so nice. Like I know you, I know as much of a moron as you are. You feel the same way. When you see those shirts out and about, it's pretty goddamn cool. Yeah. But for Dan to have that on last night, uh, what was a big night for him, big night for his family, it just brought everybody in, in this show's family together, and I appreciate him doing that a lot. But right now is the time to call Dan because the thing is, Dave, financially, buying a house is incredibly exciting. The challenge is affording that house every month. Because your kids are going to still need braces. The car is still going to need tires and brakes, right? Yep. The old lady's still going to need to go see Clint Black. You got to figure out a way to make it all happen. 
That's why Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, is such a vital read for anybody, but especially those of you in the military that may not be aware of all the different programs that are available to you. It starts with a phone call to Dan. Go to San Diego. Uh, I'll Lend- give it to her now. San Diego Lending. slash Dave Jeff for the two free books. Yes, and then give them a call to get all the information. You Absolutely. Eight five eight six eight eight six eight one three. Eight five eight six eight eight six eight one three. Again, congratulations to Dan. Speaking about buying that house, and Sam. And uh, and Sam, speaking about buying that house, don't forget about Brian Curry. Again, he's the guy selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. If you look at Brian Curry right now and you follow what he does on Twitter, he gives Mm. you advice as far as what's going on. I recommend you pay attention to these links. Right now might be the most important time to understand what's going on in the market. And now if you have any equity in your house, now might be the time to make a decision on what your next move is. Call Brian Curry. Don't hesitate. 619-251-1588-619. Two five one one five eight eight. Well, I've noticed, and maybe I just have a little different view of things recently. You're not seeing a whole lot of for sale signs up. No, you are not. And you're not seeing for sale signs up, and maybe that means that it's a seller's market. And if you are sitting on a house where you go, man, I got quite a bit of equity, and I wouldn't mind maybe going down a little bit, maybe moving into a smaller place. That's why a call to Brian is so incredibly important because, yeah, I'll tell you the other thing you don't see very often are for sale by Brian Curry signs because they go up and then they come down yes. the houses off the market. Look, it's a peace of mind thing. I was just talking to somebody the other day and I'm trying to think of who it is. Oh, I know exactly who it is. And they're trying to move their house because they want to move out of uh, in my neighborhood in La Mesa they already have a property that they're looking at up in Fallbrook because they have animals. They want to move up and get more acreage, but they can't make that move until they move the home in La Mesa. And they've got some certain challenges that come with the property. That's why you need a guy like Brian on your side who can help you give that peace of mind, get you moved into a new property, whether it's Fallbrook or anywhere else you may be going and give you the opportunity to move on with your life. Man, there's nothing more stressful than not being able to make part two until part one gets done. BC will move it along quickly. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about that brand-new pool, Taylor-made pools, more than 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor's been doing his thing. Don't forget about the brand-new pool. Also, he does construction. He also has construction on uh, commercial and residential. He's also the guy that can make your perfect pool for you. Make your backyard a staycation. Also want to thank, of course, uh, Alan and Amy for the brand new shirts that they have out yeah. right now. You and I have to have a get together soon. We have so yep. many shirts to give away that, uh, again, Alan Taylor came through with some Dave and Jeff shirts. They're absolutely awesome. So, uh, again, thanks to Alan and Amy. You can call Alan Taylor with Taylor and Ray Pools at 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. May have heard our, our close friend Nicole Eggert Working on a Baywatch documentary. We got to get her back on. Well, I think even better, Dave, is why doesn't somebody get a tailor-made pool and then we'll have that documentary shown back there poolside. I like it. And maybe Nicole brings down Carmen Electra. <laughs> Donna. Look what she did there. How do you say her name? Donna Derrico? Yeah. Is that right? Gina Lee Nolan you got? You got Pam Anderson? Pam Anderson. They, people are very mean to Gina Lee Nolan after the I show. I like that. Why? Because she gained a little weight and they called her Gina Lee Swollen. That was That's terrible. Very, that it wasn't nice at all. I don't like that.
Uh, who was who was the black lifeguard? Now, look, I'm not going to know, and you're going to call me a racist. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can insult Gina Lee Nolan. I did not. I told you I didn't like it. I didn't support that. What was that girl's name? Watch. I'm, this is, if, if I Google black lifeguard from Baywatch, will it come up? I don't know. She was incredibly She was. I think she pretty. was on. She was, wasn't she on Stern Show, too? I remember he had that son of a beat show that was terrible. I don't know on that. But here's the other thing. Uh, starting as soon as this week, it is going to be incredibly hot all around San Diego County, but especially anything east of the 805. And if you're east of the 805 and you're hearing that right Tracy now, Bingham. Yes. Forget about the rest. Let's just have Nicole and Tracy Bingham show up. If she can get Pam Anderson, I'd like to see it. I just said Tracy Bingham. I'd, I'd like to see Pam Anderson, too. Okay. How old uh, is Tracy Bingham? Tracy Bingham right now is 52 years God, old. Dang, you're pretty good. 51. 51. How much is she worth? She's worth $2.2 million. <laughs> I got to say $3.50. $3 million. Hey, good for her. Hell of a talent. Um... It's going to be hot anywhere east of the 805. When those kids come home, as I hear it, all day, they want some place to be able to hang out, relax with their buddies. Nothing better than a tailor-made pool. Get the one. Shit, your kids are 16, 17, mine are younger, but you older kids, you know it would be nice for Maggie's kids or kids around Amy's son's age? The grotto. Yes. Every kid needs the grotto. Get the fucking grotto already, all right? <laughs> Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, click on the sponsor page, see for yourself the incredible job that Alan and the people at TaylorMade Pools can do for you. Also, Hot Sauces and More. I saw Brian today over at Hot Sauces and More. Again, the website, Hot Sauces, the letter N, more.com. They have the great store right there in the Otay Ranch Mall. I was in there just last night, met Brian's mom. I said, where's Brian at? Yeah. Guess what? He's at Del Mar getting ready for today, working nice. his ass off. Uh, very nice family. I'll be back there uh, Tuesday as they have, of course, um, the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday I'll stop and by. He asked me, he goes, what's your favorite? I go try tip because I'll make something up for you. So you get nice. a chance to uh, check out the big green eggs and everything they have to offer at Hot Sauces and more. Again, right there at the Otay Ranch Mall right next to Macy's. All right. I have a meeting on Tuesday night, and I'll tell you what that meeting is in just a second. But you have to do one thing for me while yeah. you're there. The only thing you have to bring, because our next show is Tuesday night, right after Hard Knocks. The only thing I want, and this goes out to Brian and Jerry, send Dave home with a hot link sandwich. Oh, my God. These dudes at Hot Sauces and More and Jerry with Pork Belly Barbecue that are out at the Otay Ranch Mall for the farmer's market every Tuesday night. It is the hit of the market, the hot link sandwich. Absolutely insane. Go on by, say hello. Get a little side, Dave, little potato salad. Get yourself an ice cold beer. Well, you can't have beers there, but bring it home. I'll drink Dave's beer here because <laughs> it's fun to do. But what I was saying earlier, talking about what, what Sean and Derek put together today in Del Mar, the great thing is the cooking demonstrations. If you have purchased a big green egg and you weren't able to go to Del Mar, Great guys to know are the team at Hot Sauces and more because they're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of that. They've got all the supplies you need right there under one roof. 
And if you go, well, I haven't got one yet, but I'm thinking about doing it. All the different sizes, all of them available. Again, right down here at the Otay Ranch Mall. Go by, tell them Dave and Jeff sent you hot sauces and more. Also, don't forget about Kyle Fluger. Again, websites are his thing. If you need a website to be restructured, set up basically to drum up more business, call Kyle Fluger, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yeah, has done an amazing job for so many businesses. I can't say it enough. If it is the first impression that you are going to make on a potential client or customer, and if it's not up to par, they're going to go to your competitor. Let Kyle help you see the way. Absolutely. All right, so I was going to ask you, Hard Knocks, you mentioned Tuesday that we'll see the third episode with one of the Raiders. Do you see that HBO is now going to do one that has to do with um, college football? And they're trying to decide really? which team they were actually going to use. They were looking at, I'm trying to remember all of them there. I think Penn State, Alabama, they were looking at Washington State and mm. There's another Pac-12 school I can't remember. Anyway, the school they chose was Washington State. With Mike Leach. Mike Leach, oh, who's, who you know people think is very entertaining and, and maybe will be great for TV. But Small doses. It, it, it's interesting to me that, number one, they're going to do it in college football. Two is people are going to watch. The next thing that's going to come out is the argument, this is why players should be paid. Because they, they, they won't get a goddamn dime. But it's a great recruiting tool, in my opinion. But Showtime's been doing a similar thing with Notre Dame for two years. Yeah. And, well, and they do it throughout the course of the year. And I think HBO, though, says, you know, HBO is different. HBO feels they do it at a different level than everybody else. But as far as, are you surprised colleges, because we hear a bunch of teams like the Patriots mm -hmm. and, and stuff, don't want anything to do with something like Hard Knocks. But then you have a situation where Washington State says, yeah, come on in. Alabama says, come on in. Penn State says, come on in. It's one of those where it's your PR move. But at the right. same time, if you can show enough of the stuff that goes on inside and what the coaches are really like, it's a great recruiting tool. Yeah, I'd like to see it for San Diego State. I love what Rocky Long said, that everything at the FanFest exhibition uh, scrimmage was shit. Love Rocky Long. Um, I don't know, Dave. It, it's all promotion. Hard Knocks is different because... We feel like we have a connection with all the teams. You know the players, right? College football, unless it's your particular team, I don't know how much interest I have in watching five weeks of Mike Leach. Maybe it'll be good. And the way it's produced, they've done good things like that in the past. I just think Hard Knocks is a little different, little different animal because you have the benefit of NFL films behind it. Yep. Um, Want to mention this. We are incredibly excited and incredibly thankful for the people that sponsor this show. Uh, Alan Taylor, Brian Curry, uh, Dan Williams, Hot Sauces and More, Kyle Fluger are incredible. We also are incredibly excited because it feels like we're adding two new sponsors. Maybe uh, the first one could be up as soon as September 1st. And the second one, if not September 1st, October 1st. That is incredibly exciting for us that these sponsors, even with the show starting on Patreon and then going for free, have realized how valuable it can be. It has been great for all of the people that are our partners. We love them all. They're family to us. They've been a huge, huge part of what this show's been able to do. And if for you, business is a little flat, you go, yeah, you know what? God damn, they got seven people signed up. Let's make it an even eight. We'd love to have you. You can email me, jpdotset at yahoo.com. You can email Dave, davepalet at gmail.com. Dave will never read your email. I'm working on it. But I will. 
Uh, JP Dots at the Yahoo.com. I'm really, really excited about the meeting that I have Tuesday night for the new sponsor coming on. I think this is going to be one that could, if it pans out, it works out. I think for a lot of people, I think for me and Dave, it will be really, really great. And I'm excited to tell you all about it. So I may have details for you as early as Tuesday. If not, then maybe as soon as a week from tonight, Sunday night, when we'll have a full recap of the Stones concert and everything else going on. But if you'd love to be part of it, uh, we'd love to have you. JP Dots at the Yahoo.com, Dave Palais at gmail.com. And uh, just drop us a note. We'll love to get you on board, get you up and rolling. Perfect. We'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you.